Praise the name of Jesus. This is CORE, Continuing Order of Religious Education. I'm Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, Senior Pastor of St. Matthews. We love you. Trust Jesus through it all. Through it all, trust Jesus. Tonight, I want to deal with 1 Kings chapter uh, 19, and I want to, it's about Elijah, and uh, I want to talk about the uh, attack of self-pity. I don't know if you've ever had self-pity. I don't know if you've ever had a party to feel sorry for yourself. You buy crepe paper balloons, but you don't invite nobody. You want to be alone. You want to, poor me, wish I was dead. Poor me. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Poor me. Well, let me tell you about self-pity. Elijah, in chapter 17, was on Mount Karma, calling down fire from heaven in the name of John Ahab's people, 400 prophets of Baal, burned them up. And you can go read that. Very interesting. Chapter 18, Jezebel, Ahab's wife, said, uh, she sent a message to Elijah saying, when I catch you, I'm going to kill you. So Elijah went on a run out of fear. He he feared Jezebel because Jezebel was really running the kingdom, not her husband Ahab. And uh, he ran the, he ran the length of New Jersey, and he came to a cave, and went in the cave, and said, "Let me die." Self pity hurts the individual who's in self-pity. Self-pity doesn't help you. Self-pity doesn't answer questions for you. Self-pity doesn't give you a rationale what you're going through. Self-pity just means your feelings have collapsed because your faith has been destroyed. We go into these self-pity episodes. I know I have in my life. I find myself going to self-pity wondering, well, why me? Why this? Why now? Nobody cares. I prayed. Nothing's happening. Elijah ran in a cave, and the Bible says that as Elijah was in his cave, he said, now let me die. One of God's greatest prophets, and uh, you see him in Matthew 17 on Mount Transfiguration, he and Moses as backslidden saints meeting Jesus and encouraging him to keep on keeping on. But here in 1 Kings 19, as he's in his cave, He's out of breath, he's tired, he's weary, he's worn, he's fractured, he's bruised, and nobody understands. Be careful that Satan does not isolate you. Once Satan isolates you, more than likely, he's going to get the victory over you. He isolated Eve, he isolated Jacob. Once he gets you alone, he puts all kind of thoughts and feelings into your heart. So Elijah is this great prophet of God. Is in the cave. You read it. And the Bible says that the Spirit of God came past the cave, to the mouth of the cave, and God said, what are you doing here? Now, the first thing you take note, when we're out of place, we're open to the attacks of Satan. What are you doing here? And, and and Elijah said, oh, everybody has forsaken you. I'm the only one that's standing up for you. And God said, no, 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 no. You have a misconception of truth. I have 7,000 that have not bowed the bell. In other words, there are other people that are saved, saints of God that have not folded 
the camp, not throwing the towel in. They're going through suffering. They're standing. But you're in this pity party. And then God says something very interesting. He says that a strong wind came. God says, I wasn't in the wind. Strong earthquake, I wasn't in the earthquake. Strong fire, I wasn't in the fire. He said, but I was that still, small voice. And then God told Elijah, Elisha is going to replace you. But here's the thing. We got to learn when we are feeling sorry for ourselves, when we're in a state of self-pity, one out, want to fold up the camp, want to run away, to listen for that still, small voice. It's not loud. It's not boisterous. It's not thunder. It's not lightning. It's not earthquake. It's not strong winds. It's God whispering to us in love. I love you. I've got your back. I will defend you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Still, small voice. When does it come? It comes when I'm all alone. It comes when I want out. It comes when I'm tired of being tired of being tired of being tired. That still, small voice is Jesus saying, I know what you're going through. And I'm right here with you. I will give you the victory. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. It's a tool of Satan. The moment we get into self-pity, feelings are fractured, failures appear, and we sit there in total disgust with ourselves. Self-pity is a poison for the believer. Self-pity will make you want to stay in bed all day. Self-pity will make you want to cut off your phone, not talk to anybody. Been there, done that. Self-pity will agree with all of your pains, all of your pressures, all of your preemptions. Why me? What did I do? I tried to live this life. I tried to believe. I tried to pray. I tried to read my word. Self-pity. Self-pity, by definition, is making an excuse for yourself that removes you out of God's sight. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Self-pity is what Elijah had when he said, I'm the only one trying to do right. Self-pity said, I want to die. And God said, no. Listen for the still, small voice. I wonder what's in the still, small voice. It's Jesus saying, listen to this. I love you. I have you in the palm of my hand. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. That's the still, small voice of God. Satan is loud. God is low. Have a great day.